Welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham. Let's talk some Virginia basketball. Chris Graham here uh, for Augusta Free Press. Virginia, a, a big win on the weekend with uh, a 76-67 win at Wake Forest, which had won 15 straight home games, had been 28-2 at Lawrence Joe Coliseum, dating back to the start of last season, 10-0 this year uh, before Saturday. And uh, w- w- among the wins, Duke-Clemson. Uh, the Clemson game was earlier last week. And uh, Virginia got out to a 19-point lead in the first half, a torrid shooting stretch, nine in a row, 11 of 12, had a 34-15 lead. Wake chipped away, but then things got really interesting for Virginia in a in a, in a not interesting way, if you were watching the game. Uh, two, uh, four fouls on both of Virginia's point guards, uh, Reese Beekman and Kihei Clark. And uh, there was a three-minute stretch in the second half where both were on the bench with those four fouls. I think it was around the 1045 mark or so when Kia Clark picked up his fourth. And um, Virginia with, I mean, your backup point guards both play, right? You know, your, your point guard and your other point guard both play in, in the starting lineup. So there's no there's no backup point guard to put in the game. For three minutes, Virginia had to go without a backup point, without a point guard on the floor. It was, it was really tough to obviously get to, to get through that stretch. And um, Wake Forest cut the lead down to one. And you kind of knew uh, at the under eight timeout, that's the, the game was at a one point game, Virginia clinging to that lead, that Tony Bennett was going to have to go with at least one of his guys. Interesting. He had to go, he, he decided to go with both. And he said one of his assistants, he didn't name the assistant. Maybe he didn't remember the assistant in the, you know, the, the fog of war, so to speak, in the post game. But he said one of his assistants brought the idea up, hey, we, we got to bring them both, put them both back in. Uh, and Tony said that his thinking was, hey, uh, let's see if I can find the exact quote here. It went through my mind because uh, the whole staff, one of the staff said, let's go with them both. And I was like, well, if one picks up a foul, they both can't pick up the foul. You know what I mean? So his thinking was, yeah, let's put them both back out there. The offense was really struggling through that three-minute stretch for obvious reasons. You know, the point guards, uh, Beekman and Clark, are the ones who, you know, they penetrate the lane. They get they keep the ball moving around. Uh, and, and they're the ones who help create shots either in the in the inside the paint uh, or or kicking back out to three point shooters, and without a point guard, they were just Virginia was pretty much just passing the ball around the perimeter and see what they could find. And so um, you got a different mix on offense, and and the defense actually neither guy ended up fouling out. Uh, the point guards for uh, uh, the point guard and then the, the two guard for Wake Forest, um, Tyree Appleby, the point guard, and sophomore uh, two guard Cameron Hildreth were the ones creating the foul trouble. Uh, with with their penetration, Hildreth is an interesting guy. Uh, I, I keep using the word interesting, so I need to find another adjective. Uh, his game is is unique. Uh, for a guard, he, I think he made a three in this game, and it was a sixth made three of the season. He's not a, not a perimeter shooter. Uh, if you remember watching the game, the TV uh, cameras, uh, the director cut to uh, a shot of his teammates uh, expressing. Uh, shock that he made that three uh, during the second half rally. Uh, he's more of a bully ball guy, and he's only 6'4", 195, so it's not like you know he's he's a unusually thick guy or anything like that. He's just really adept at backing his defender into the paint. Uh, you saw this happen a few times, uh, you know, backing him in and using post moves. And, and, and Wake, I'll give Steve Forbes credit. I, I won't give him much credit in general. But uh, he had a really, really solid game plan. His game plan was to was to isolate Virginia's guards uh, in clear out situations and uh, make it hard. Virginia's defense, the pack line defense, works 
by sending help over uh, to to you know always always have help either behind or in, you know right there and directly in front of a guy uh, in the paint. But uh, with with the way the floor was being spread, it made it really hard for Virginia's guys to do that. Hilder got to the line 10 times. He made nine shots at the foul line. He had 16 points, just seven shot attempts from the field. Um, Appleby is more of the classic point guard penetrator, dribble drive guy. Uh, he came in averaging 18.1 points a game, which was second in the ACC, 6.1 assists per game, which led the ACC. But uh, he had a didn't have a great game statistically, four of 16 from the field, one of eight from three. But he was able to draw fouls. And so... Uh, down down the stretch at the 736 mark, when Tony went back to both Reese and Kihei being in the game, uh, he had to change the strategy a little bit. Those guys obviously couldn't uh, work to continue to stay in front. They, that was the problem. The, the quickness, especially of Appleby, uh, was was what was creating the fouls that were being called. He, Appleby only went to the line four times. He was getting fouled uh, out front a lot. Um, so they would stay as you know, whoever was guarding Beekman or Clark was guarding Appleby. They would stay in front as much as they could, but then the the help behind um, they, the the guys were directed both uh, uh, either Ben Vanderplas the the small five uh, or Ryan Dunn the freshman who was playing the four at the down the stretch for Virginia were directed to uh, help behind no matter where their guy was on the floor. And uh, that shut things down. Appleby only had one field goal make in his last uh, in the last seven thirty six. Uh, he was one for five from the floor and did not have an assist. So um, and and after a bit, it seemed like he sort of gave up on the dribble drives uh, because you know for a four minute stretch, nothing was working, and so uh, he kind he kind of pulled off the, the 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 accelerator there a bit. And and that's how Virginia was able to defensively hold Wake to three of thirteen shooting in the last seven thirty six. You know the offense, of course, picked up. So the, that's that's what fueled the win for Virginia. Um, and uh, so you, interesting strategy. I used the word interesting again there, but uh, strategy working for for Tony Bennett there. Um, among my observations, let's uh, let's go to the, the the five observations for from Virginia's win. I noted in my pregame column on Friday that uh, if there was any game that Tony Bennett would be uh, mindful of uh, revisiting his move to start Ben Vanderplas at the five, six, eight Ben Vanderplas who came to Virginia as uh, you know, as a perimeter shooter, he's a stretch four uh, and uh, he was playing off the bench a, a, a lot this season, actually inserted in the starting lineup after his, his uh, performance in the North Carolina game, 17 points in that game, and, and more that this, the lineup that Tony used to win that North Carolina game, a small, a, a four-guard small lineup around Vanderplas as a center, was what fueled that comeback. Uh, he, he went out with um, Vanderplas starting uh, for the Florida State game uh, and then continued that with the Virginia Tech game. Uh, but Tony had noted that, hey, you know, he's not stuck. He's not, you know, uh, committed to uh, that lineup. And uh, that made me think that, hey, he's, he's, he's thinking about this. When you look at Wake Forest, uh, starting center 7-1, backup center 7 feet tall, uh, the power forward is 6-10, the backup power forward 6-10. That's a big lineup uh, for Virginia to roll out the, the starting lineup with Vanderplas at 6-8 at the 5, uh, Jaden Gardner at 6-6 at the 4. Um, made me think that maybe he was thinking, hey, I got I to gotta go back out there with Caden Shedrick. Uh, Shedrick played three minutes in the first half, uh, 6'11", Caden Shedrick, seven-foot uh, 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 redshirt senior, 
a fifth year guy, uh, Francisco Caffaro, seven, uh, played four minutes and all in the first half. Both those guys played in the first half, did not play in the second half. Um, that tells you that Tony's lineup going forward, starting lineup and his, his big lineup going forward, so to speak, the, the, the lineup he'll go to to start and finish games uh, has been Vanderplas at the key, uh, at the five. Uh, Vanderplas didn't put up huge numbers in this one. Uh, eight points on three of seven shooting, seven rebounds, two assists in 29 minutes. Had a little bit of early foul trouble. That's why his minutes were not over 30. Uh, but he outplayed his opposite numbers. Um, Matt Marsh, the 7-1 uh, sophomore center for Wake Forest, a starter, played 25 minutes, had four points, four rebounds. Uh, his backup, the seven-footer Davion Bradford, did nothing in his three minutes off the bench, nothing meaning no shot attempts, uh, no rebounds, nothing to show for. Uh, somebody coined the term trillion for that kind of performance back in the NBA back in the day with all the, you know, the number of minutes played and then all the zeros across. Uh, he had a he had a, a three trillion um, from that perspective. Um, and again, I noted that Shedrick and Kefro did not play in the second half. So I think what you're seeing there is that uh, Ben Vanderplas is the five uh, going forward for Virginia. And a corollary uh, to that observation, Ryan Dunn is, I think, on the verge of he's going to be the starter soon at the four. I mean, I'm speculating there, but. Virginia has the midweek off, so Tony Bennett, uh, as I'm recording this, it's a little bit after 10 o'clock on Monday morning. Tony will be talking to the media at noon today. I doubt that he'll uh, address um, his thoughts on, well, yeah, I'm not going to jump on there and ask about Ryan Dunn to give everybody else the tip here. But Dunn uh, is Dunn has been averaging, he got 30 minutes on Saturday, scored five points, had eight rebounds, hit a three, uh, had a big follow-up dunk. And his plus minus was uh, plus 13, uh, which was tied for the team best. Uh, Jaden Gardner, who was last season's leading scorer and leading rebounder, uh, had a he had 20 minutes off, uh, 20 minutes as a starter. Actually, I was going to say 20 minutes off the bench. He had 20 minutes as a starter. Dunn had 30 minutes uh, off the bench. Uh, some of those minutes for Vanderplas, some of those minutes for uh, a lot of those minutes for Gardner. Gardner had five points, two rebounds in 20 minutes, two of seven shooting. Uh, last three games, this is, you know, where as the lineup has changed in the last three games, Dunn has averaged 23.7 minutes per game. Uh, over the last three, uh, Gardner's averaging 20.7 minutes per game. So so Dunn is getting more minutes. Uh, his uh, counting numbers for Dunn, 5.7 points, 5.0 rebounds, not extraordinary. Gardner's even less so, though. 6.7 points, but three rebounds. And then here's this, num- the, the, to me, the most important number. The plus minus and Joe, for, for those who are, you know, what's a plus minus? It's basically the score, uh, the margin when you're on the floor. Uh, it's taken from hockey, you know, the plus minus in hockey. And I love the concept because it can measure things like the value of your defense, team defense, uh, and other, you know, your not just what you score, but also just what you do when you're on the floor, right? So Dunn's cumulative plus minus over the past three games is plus 22. Plus 22. Virginia over the past three has won the, the games by a combined plus 28. So uh, he's he's been on the floor for a lot of the, the, the plus margin, right? Gardner's plus minus, minus seven. That tells you a lot. Ryan Dunn is, is uh, a positive contributor to the plus minus and um, to Virginia's margins, and, and Gardner has not been. So I, I won't be surprised to see Gardner rolled out as the starter uh, maybe for the next few games. But don't be surprised also that you'll see Ryan Dunn finishing the games. And that's, you know, right, that's the more important part of things. Um, 
Another nice game from IMAC, Isaac McNeely. Uh, famously was told to take the parking brake off before the Syracuse game. The f- five games since uh, he was told to take the parking brake off, Virginia's five and zero. You know the the stretch. Uh, Virginia going from two and two in the ACC to seven and two in the ACC. McNeely's had pretty good stretch in that period of time. He had eleven points on Saturday, uh, three of six shooting from three in twenty three minutes off the bench. Um, in his in the five game winning streak, McNeely's averaging eight point eight points a game, and he's shooting twelve of twenty one from three. That's what you got him for. Uh, you know, I had noted in a column before the parking brake c- comment, uh, and it was something I picked up uh, from watching a game, one of the Virginia's uh, road games, watching it at home. Dan Bonner was calling the game for whoever it was that night uh, he was working for um, and noted that McNeely, uh, who was a three-point shooter, we know he's, he's shooting 57% from three in the last five games, um, that – he wasn't catching the ball ready to shoot threes. You know, he was he was catching the ball, and his first instinct seemed to be uh, to either pass the ball or try to you know, dribble into the paint, uh, a dribble towards the paint at least from the three point line. And Dan kept saying during that broadcast, he's he's got a, he's a shooter. His his role out there, if if Reese Beekman and Kia Clark are going to create looks for him, he's need he needs to be ready to take advantage of those looks. That makes the defense have to you know play him play him tighter out there and actually creates more opportunities for those guys to drive and do some stuff in the paint. Uh and so I, I remember writing that and then you know then Tony after this after the Syracuse game noted that he had he had said to uh I think it was the pit game actually the the last loss now that I think about it that where Dan said that um and it, yeah then um since then McNeely's I see, he's not completely taking the parking break off. Uh, you know, he's at 21 attempts over five games is four attempts a game. He could probably do a little bit more, honestly, but he is he is at least showing some willingness to get out there and, and take advantage of his skills, uh, which are to shoot the ball very well. Another guy who's playing well and shooting well is Armand Franklin. Uh, 25 points, career high, 9 of 21 shooting, 5 of 13 from 3, 10 rebounds. Also a career high for Franklin in the win over Wake Forest. Over his last eight games, since the goose egg uh, in the loss at Miami back on December 22nd, uh, and I'll, so I'll, I'll, I'll a parenthetical reference here, right? I'm, I was going to talk about his last eight games. I'll talk about the six games prior to that, uh, including that goose egg against Miami. Um, actually, it was seven games. Um, a uh, He'd averaged 6.2 points a game. He'd been shooting 32% from the field, 30.8% from three. Um, over his last eight, since that game, since the Miami game, Averaging 16.6 points, 5.8 rebounds per game, shooting 44.2% from the field, 38.2% from three. That's the Franklin Virginia needs. And uh, he, he's he's uh, he's emerged as the go-to scorer. Um, his shooting has helped, uh, you know, the guys like uh, K.A. Clark and Reese Beekman because, you know, when you can kick it out to both him and IMAC on the three-point line uh, and they can uh, do what they do, then it makes defenses more honest uh, when they have to consider what to do. Do they double? Do they try to double the ball out of the hands of the guards? Uh, you do that, you're going to leave a three point shooter open. If if you don't, then you're leaving those guys for the rim runs. And they, you know, it's it's really that and 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 the uh, the insertion of of Vanderplas into the more regular lineup. Uh, he himself is a guy who can who can create from three. He can you know hit the, hit the open three point shot. Uh, it's it's kept the middle of the of the lane open for a lot more creativity. I'll be writing this week with Virginia on the on the buy uh, the midweek buy. You know the ACC's got 15 teams, so 
Um, one team has to take off. Uh, they, they rotate this through either either the midweek or the or the weekend Saturday. Um, you know each each of those play periods during the season. Um, so I'll be looking at Virginia's offensive efficiency with the new lineup. I'll be looking at you know doing some lineup analysis. We'll we'll do a few things. Uh, to 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 kind of break down how things are going with this Virginia team. Um, be doing that on Augusta Free Press site, but also then we'll come back afterwards and you know kind of break it down here on the podcast as well. Um, but uh, you know that that's the Franklin and IMAX numbers probably it, it, it all goes together. You know the it, it all goes together with what these guys have been able to do the last few games. And uh, uh, you know it made me look back. I, I looked back at the. Um, the starting lineup for the Virginia team that won the national championship in 2019, just to refresh myself, not, not, you know, not the season long starting lineup because Jack Salt started a lot of games for that team, but in the national championship game, Jack Salt played four minutes. Jay Huff played three minutes. Uh, your starting lineup was basically a four guard lineup around uh, Mamadi Diakite at the five. Uh, you know, you had DeAndre Hunter, you had uh, Ty Jerome, uh, you had Kyle Guy and, um, now I gotta go back. I keep forgetting who the fifth guy was. It's funny how that can be. Um, this won't take very long. How am I forgetting that? I, I looked this up like two times yesterday to refresh my memory. Yeah, Kyle Guy, DeAndre Hunter, Ty Jerome, and Kia Clark. Oh yeah, that's why I keep forgetting Kia Clark has been around so long. Um, four guards, two point guards. Uh, around Diakite. Uh, Braxton Key played 28 minutes off the bench. I mean, Braxton Key is maybe your, your uh, Ryan Dunn. Um, the Ryan Dunn is also sort of your Diakite. I don't know. I don't know how he fits in. But Virginia is down to a seven man rotation. I think when you, when you start thinking about it, uh, obviously, Caffaro and, and Shedrick are there in case Vanderplas gets into early foul trouble. Um, or 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 Dunn does or Gardner does. They're certainly there to to fill in there. But I think your guard rotation uh, is 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 well established at this stage. Uh, I don't think I even have to because the 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 fact that uh, you know the starters are the 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 two point guards Beekman and Clark, and then you got uh, Franklin and and really the the guy off the bench, the one guy off the bench at guard is McNeely. Those those are where your minutes are coming from in the backcourt um, and. Um, you know, Gardner is getting the starts. Vanderplas is getting the starts, and Dunn is your is your third guy there. So that's that's your seven man rotation, and um, uh, Caffaro and Shedrick being then sort of your your Salt and Huff from from twenty nineteen, and uh, um, you know, so that that's 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 in this lineup. I mean, I'll, I'll give you the early hint towards things. I did do some. I did crunch the numbers. The uh, offense is is averaging. Uh, since the 15 12 mark of the second half in the North Carolina game, when when uh, Bennett went with Vanderplas to five with four guards around him, uh, Virginia is averaging uh, by my math 1.23 points per possession all on offense. Now, the defense has given up a little bit more points, um, uh, with that group in than Bennett would probably like, but the margin is, is increased. But that 1.23 points per possession for Virginia on offense, if it were for full season, would rank first in the NCAA Division One. So that tells you how effective this offense has been. We'll we'll get more more of a deep dive to to really break that down um, as the next few days roll on. So I think that will wrap us here for uh, this quick podcast. If uh, you you know a lot more detail on AugustaFreePress.com. If you have a story idea, uh, something you want me to look into in terms of 
you know, any of these facts and figures, other facts and figures I haven't considered. Uh, oh, and I should update you about my cat, the cat situation. The cat is uh, has been rehomed. So the cat is no longer terrorizing my dogs so from the standpoint. That's good news. Good news. Anyway, if you want to get in touch, email me at chris at augustafreepress.com.